Hey, what's going on, Giants fans? Uh, we talked to you yesterday, and now it's Tuesday morning. Uh, literally about uh, 24 hours after we did our, our last podcast uh, yesterday, Monday, July 24th. Here we are, Tuesday morning, July 25th. Uh, this, by the way, of course, is a Talk is Cheap podcast from NJ Advanced Media, the Star Ledger, NJ.com. Daryl Slater here with Bob Brookover. And the reason we are here with you <laughs> one day after our last podcast, which, by the way, is now irre- irrelevant, but, you know, you can listen to it if you want. The reason we are here is uh, Saquon Barkley and the Giants have an agreement um, on a revised franchise tag contract, so there will be no training camp quote-unquote holdout, even though it was never really going to be a holdout. It was going to be a middle finger protest. Um, so he's he's going to report, uh, I would guess, well, even if he doesn't report today when the Giants report, he'll be on the practice field Wednesday or maybe Thursday. Uh, not going to miss any significant portion of camp, not going to stay away. He's not going to miss any regular season games and away the giants go, uh, with, uh, the whole team intact and ready to attack this season, but a lot to break down. Of course, Bob, with this Barkley situation, I think bottom line here, uh, three words for me coming out of this is Saquon Barkley caved. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, what he, he didn't really have a choice. I mean, it could have gone on forever. Um, you know, he could have held out, but he wasn't, he had nothing to gain uh, by holding out. And, you know, if you think about it, the hints were there uh, that he wanted to be a giant. He said, I want to be a giant for life. Uh, even as his actions were, uh, he, you know, he was expressing his unhappiness. He was also things he was doing. Think the things he were, was doing were, uh, telling you that his heart was still tugging toward the Giants. You know, he, the team, the Daniel Jones took players to Phoenix. He followed them. He joined those workouts. Daniel Jones gathered players in North Carolina. He went there. Uh, he was never completely, uh, you know, like in Vegas, Josh Jacobs yesterday, the report out of Vegas was Josh Jacobs left Las Vegas. Uh, that just as the, just as the Raiders are arriving in Las Vegas, he left. Um, Saquon just was, I guess, just wasn't able to 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 do that. Um, it doesn't surprise me because that's who he's been his pretty much his whole career. Is he's very, you know, as much as he didn't get a deal here, he is very much a team guy and has been since he's been here. Uh, but you know, let's just if you're keeping score, the Giants, the Giants won as handily in this matchup as the Eagles did when they last played the Giants to end last season. <laughs> And and no surprise, of course, because Joe Shane had all the leverage. I think you or I could have, quote unquote, won this thing because um, it was never going to the, the, the ship had sailed on Saquon Barkley maximizing his monetary value this offseason. Rewind mm-hmm. to last last year. One of the initial offers that Joe Shane made would have practically guaranteed any practically guaranteed. That's an important phrase. Saquon Barkley, 26 million over the first two years of a deal. He turned it down. You know, he and his agent just totally botched this. Um, and then you get to the mid-July tag deadline last Monday, and they basically offered him the two tags just north of that, and he turned that down. And now, so he's here. He's going to, like, the tag, the contract he got, obviously all you guys have, folks have seen that. It's the tag contract, $10.091 million with uh, $1 million in incentives, and, and we'll get to that. Like, he's not guaranteed to get the incentives. Also, he can still be tagged next year um, for $12.1 million. Again, it's not a lock he's going to get that money or he's going to be tagged, but he could be. So 
Joe Shane still has all the leverage here. Joe Shane did not agree to not tag Barkley next offseason. So they didn't put that in writing. This is a very small concession, quite frankly, for Joe Shane when you look at the particulars of the uh, incentive. And and the Saquon Barkley really didn't have much choice. Um, and he just came around, and, and, and the ship had sailed, like I said, on, on him getting more money. Like he, The, the only way Saquon was going to – even have and, and I'm not sure this would have worked out for him either. The only way he was going to have any chance of getting what he wanted was if the the Giants didn't get a deal done with Daniel Jones in March. Yes, uh, because then they would have used the tag on on Jones and Barkley would essentially become a free agent. But I'm not sure he would have gotten uh, this good a deal <laughs> if he had gone into free agency. I, I'm really not because the you know I the, the market. The market, what we saw, you know, says no, he wouldn't have. Miles Sanders got the best deal, and it wasn't, you know, from an AAV point of view, which I know that's not everything, but was not even close to $10 million a year. So, I mean, he he may not have – there may not, not have been any way for Saquon to win this thing. So. You know, and I think we should pause, and when people talk about this, I talked to some – I did a fan podcast last night – and everyone's saying, like, well, what can be done to help the running backs? It's like, okay, let's just pause for a second. This is not some disembodied entity that is, like, holding the running backs down. The mar- You know, we talk about the market, right? The market are human beings, general managers and owners, more specifically general managers, deciding what is important to build their team and who and how to pay players. Obviously, the franchise tag is what it is with running backs, right? Um, but... <laughs> They're, th- these are people valuing a position in a cold, calculated way uh, based on evidence, not sentimentality. Like, So let's just call it what it is. General managers are making decisions about what's important. Now, are they right? Uh, well, let's say a running back, um, like maybe a running back gets a second contract and it's a modest deal and he over he overachieves on that contract. And that happens a few times. Maybe the market will will turn. But like, I think we need to realize here that like, these are human beings and general managers making these decisions. They're not, it's not some like disembodied force that's keeping these guys down um, and or some narrative or whatever. No, it's the general managers who are building the teams and it, it's capitalism. This is how it works. This is how the NFL, you know, it's not necessarily a free market thing like baseball, but um, you know, it's like the housing market, right? There's certain, certain values are going to go up and down and um, it's all this, it's all based on what people want to spend on. So I'm like, going to play. I'm going to play the other side of this though by just simply pulling up the yards from scrimmage lead, leaders from 2022. Uh, number one, Josh Jacobs, running back. Number two, Derrick Henry, running back. Number three, Christian McCaffrey, running back. Number five, Nick Chubb, running back. Number seven, Saquon Barkley, running back. Number eight, Austin Eckler, running back. Number nine, Aaron Jones, running back. So six of the seven of the top nine are running backs. Uh, so, you know, that's where you run into the problem of, okay, this is the way they've evaluated it, but there are special, you know, there are some teams that, that go by running back by committee. And then there are other teams that, you know, rely heavily on that guy. And the giants are one of those teams with Saquon. Uh, there's, you know, there are more that go by committee anymore. Um, but you know there are still a ton of running backs that that are really good and really important to their teams, and you know so that part of it just doesn't equate to okay, 
these guys are really valuable. They're 30% of our offense. Uh, but when it's time to pay them, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I think that they just GMs look at this and say there's a, there's an earlier expiration date on running back. So why pay a second yeah. contract when the guy's going to only achieve for maybe the first year of that deal and, right. and easily replace? And, and one of the things here to remember is that just the affordability of the rookie wage scale. So people say like, oh, well, running backs still matter because this guy was drafted in the first round or the second round. Take a look at the value of those contracts. Take a look at, okay, all you need to know is that Saquon Barkley was a number two overall pick and through five years, he's made $38.6 million. Obviously that's a lot of money. It's not a lot of NFL money. Okay. So like the rookie wage scale is such that, uh, you can just start over at running back. It's, it's not like, yes, running back is important, but is it important? But, but you can just, you know, because of the durability issues of the position, uh, you could just throw this the guy six years in onto the trash heap and hit the reset button with another guy, like theoretically, yeah, right? Saquon is one of the, one of the luckiest running backs in the last uh, in this century because he was the number two overall pick. So the salary scale for him was very favorable as the number two overall pick. Uh, so sure. I mean, that, so it was very he was fortunate in that regard. Absolutely. And, um, but I mean, all things considered, he's made $38.6 million through five years. Again, a lot of money, not a ton of NFL money. He turned down a deal during the year that would have given him, or one of the initial offers, 26 million practically guaranteed over the first two years of the deal. That's a lot. Like when you consider what he's made versus what that is, then he turned down something just north of the tag figured right before the mid July deadline, the tag, the two tags being worth like 22, two total. Again, also a lot. Um, and he wound up with 10.091 or maybe 11.091 if he hits these incentives. So he's betting on himself. Um, you know, I don't think I would have done that. Um, but yeah, but that, that, that's where, that's where things are now for him. And yeah. And I, like, like I said, you know, he is betting on himself, but I just, you know, it, it just seems like a, a, a no win game for him that, even if he goes, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. If he has a Josh Jacobs year, uh, you know, two thousand yards over two thousand yards from scrimmage in in 2023, maybe he goes out and gets every everything he dreamed of next year. But uh, unlikely, very unlikely. If he if he has that year, more than likely he's going to get tagged again. A hundred percent. And yeah, so before so. we get to the possibilities for next year, which are really intriguing here. Um, so obviously he's going to be 27 in February, by the way, he's getting up there, tried on the tire. Uh, he's had injuries. We'll see what he does this year in terms of productivity and health. Um, but just real. So the, on the incentives, he has uh, $1 million in incentives. That's equally divided, I guess, like what? Three, 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 three between um, 1300 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns, which I, presume his total touchdowns and 65 catches. Um, right. So if you look at what he did last year, he had 13, 12 rushing 10 total touchdowns and 57 catches. So he was just North of the rushing incentive, just South of the touchdown one and well South of the uh, catches one. His best season his rookie year still is the 1301. All right. So the 1307 rushing yards, again, basically the same just North, uh, 15 total touchdowns and 11 rushing. So he's he eclipsed that 11 pretty good. And then 91 catches. So well ahead of that. It, these are fairly difficult incentives. Yeah, they know they're, he's only, you know, he's only reached the reception one once in his career. Uh, you know, the, the, the receipt, the, the rushing yards twice in his career. 
Um, and um, the touchdowns, what, twice in his career. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, once, no, what, the touchdowns once in his career. So, once, I think if you're talking about total, t- I think it's got to yeah, be total. If you're talking about total touchdowns, but once in, well, either, either way, it's only once in his career. So, yep. Yep. Um, exactly right. So, um, there was also a, a report um, that he, uh, that there's some postseason things tied in here, but I don't know what, what they are. So, yeah. And, and um, right. So there's, like we said, no stipulation that he can't be tagged again in 2024, which is why, you know, obviously Joe Shane won this, but he already, he had a lot of leverage. It's not like he, Joe Shane came from behind and won this thing. No, you he, know, just, he took the rules that were in front of him and, you know, made him work. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, Saquon, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Saquon Barkley. He had an opportunity here multiple times. It's not like they never offered him a contract to tag him. He, he, had, he had an opportunity to do better than this, yes. He went down, he chose to go down this road. So I'm not buying the whole sympathy thing for this guy, the, playing the victim or whatever. Yeah, like, did they offer you $30 million guaranteed? No. But, like, that. this is how negotiations work. He, he took a calculated risk, and it didn't work out. Um, now, I'm sure he'll frame it you know, not like that. And I'm sure he'll, he'll, you know, someone's going to ask him tomorrow, do you think your agent did a good job with this? And the objective answer is obviously no. Right. <laughs> like, right. But he's uh, not going to say that, but he'll, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll, he'll try to frame it about wanting to be there, blah, 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 or whatever. Um, so that's where they're at in terms of these incentives, a million dollars that can max the deal out at uh, 11 point, uh, Oh, 11, one. Right. Um, so that, so really if he, so let's just say he's tagged again next year, that means he will have, will have played well enough to get that $12.1 million tag next year. That's a two year total of 22.2 at least, or maybe 23.2 if he hits the incentives. Let's just say if there's some postseason incentives maybe he gets North of 24, which is still shy of the 26 he would have gotten. And it's right. important to remember, we can't just sign him up for getting the tag next year right now, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 all in the Giants. The ball's all in the Giants' courts as far as what they want to do. It's, you know, it's a team option. <laughs> so It know, is. Barkley has a option. It's not a player option. It's a team option. They, they can decide what to do with Saquon Barkley next year. Yep. And, I mean, that was once – you know, once they tagged him, that was, you know, his leverage was gone. And that was he, what he was tagged in, tagged in March, right in the middle of March or early March rather. And um, nothing has really changed for all the blustering he did about skipping the season. He was never going to give up $560,000 a week and skip the season. Never going to happen. No. And you know, he wasn't, he, he wasn't able to do it. You could just, you know, we go back to the, to the, to the thing he did last week that he released on last week on uh, the Bitcoin thing he did. And, you know, everybody made a big deal. I can say F you, but, but that was immediately uh, quantified by him saying, but I'm not going to essentially, I could do this. I could do this, but I'm not going to. Uh, He was was never a very convincing heel as we said yesterday. Um, He he just, he just wasn't. um, And I guess that, that, you know that kind of makes him endearing is that he he's not able to to be a heel i guess in some ways um yeah um but, that's just his yeah, I, I think i think if saquon had his way he would just he'd be a running back 
Uh, he'd never have to deal with this stuff. And, you know, the, the funny thing is if you go, like I listened to that whole thing uh, and there was much of it that was very painful to listen to. And I think I deserve, a, uh, I think I deserve a huge chunk of Bitcoin just for listening to it. Uh, but if you, if you listen to the whole thing, it, it was basically at one point Saquon said, you know, money is not everything in the world. Um, you know, uh, that things matter to him, you know, family matters to him and, and that stuff. And it wasn't really what the host wanted to hear, <laughs> uh, you know, but, you know, he basically said, you know, there are things more important than money. Um, and to me and, you know, being part of a team and being playing football, you know, that, that part of him really matters to him. You can tell he's a very prideful person and cares about being a great player. <laughs> Um, and just to clarify, Adam Schefter from ESPN tweeted the, the late, you know, this is the precise, um, this is the precise uh, incentives. Um, so we're going to have to adjust a little bit. We, we talked about, um, I'll have to go back and change a couple things in, in these posts. But well. um, he, the incentives are $909,000 worth of incentives. Um, so not a million, close. For three categories, uh, with the 11 touchdowns, which we talked about, that's the same 65, um, receptions, the same. And the rush, the rushing thing is actually 1350 rushing yards plus a playoff berth. So I guess that matters in terms of, cause Dan Graziano had texted something or tweeted something about they, they, I guess if you, um, if you get offer incentives, that were reached the year before um, that they are, they immediately count against the cap, but if they weren't, then they don't count until they're achieved, I guess. Um, that, yep. That's right. Um, right. Yeah. And so that's a consideration for the giants, but like the, so, I mean, the way we phrased it before, these are difficult incentives and now they are a little even more difficult. The rushing right. being the change there. Right. So, um, yeah. So uh, the, now, like, so we kind of know, I mean, this season's really up in the air. It's, it's up to Saquon Barkley. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to be really good again um, in order for this team to win and in order for him to get whatever he can get next year. And so, like, let's look ahead to next year because I think we kind of covered everything in the in the present, right? Like, this is what happened. Um, you know, this is how much money he could get. Like we know he caved, he had to cave, he had no choice. There was never going to be a, like much to gain from him skipping camp and, you know, leaving open the possibility of like an early season soft tissue injury and the criticism and, and more importantly, production hit that could come with that, you know, from skipping camp. Um, so as far as next year goes, the options are like, okay, Joe Shane can let him walk in free agency if, if he, if he struggles and and maybe if he just has a middling year and he gets a contract elsewhere, they can get a comp pick for that departure, that free agency departure. That's one option. Uh, another option is uh, just sign him to a long-term deal, like in January or February. Don't even go down this tag road. Okay, that's possible. That's probably the best case scenario for Saquon Barkley, presuming it's a deal he really likes. He'll get to stay with the Giants. Um then they could go down the tag road again. And that could be a tag and trade scenario, which we talked about yesterday, but like why the trade can't happen now, but it certainly can happen before the mid July deadline. 
Uh, that would obviously mean a team would have to have a deal in place with Barkley, and so they'd be giving up draft value and money, which would mitigate the return to the Giants. Um, then, of course, you have the tag and then do all this over again, drag it to mid-July maybe, and give them a deal. That's possible. Or I guess the last one, if we go through every possibility here, is a tag, and then he <laughs> then he winds up playing on the tag again at 12-1, um, which would be I, – I don't foresee that. Like I don't see them doing this whole contract standoff yet again for a second straight year. They could do that. They could keep him prisoner and make him do that. The issue then, – then if that happens, then you get down the road of what Le'Veon Bell did. Uh, where he skipped the season because they knew that he knew they weren't going to tag him a third straight year. Uh, but again, Saquon Barkley be 27 next year. You know, what kind of deal could he be looking at in 2025 at 28, having skipped the season? Like there's just that possibility is so remote. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, that's my thought, like on, on where this could go from here. Elite, it went, but they can give him a long-term contract when the regular season ends. Like the, it doesn't have to be after the postseason. The Giants can sign him to a contract extension according to the tag rules as soon as the end of this regular season. Yeah, I mean, and it goes back to it all depends. There, there's so many variables uh, to, to how this plays out. Um, what kind of season does Saquon have? Does somebody – um, we'll use James Robinson. Does he come in and um, become the player he was as a rookie and show them something? Uh, does Eric Gray become a, a, a back that is a factor in the Giants think they can move forward with him? Um, you know, when, when use the Eagles as an example here, when last season started, you know, Miles Sanders ended up having being the Eagles best running back last year. And, they still said, eh, okay, we, we don't care. We, we can move around this. Uh, you know, so there's just, there's so many things that can happen between now and then that speculating is almost pointless. <laughs> and uh, I would, I will add, you know, that people, just so there's no confusion, Saquon Barkley got a $2 million like signing bonus with this. That's all folded into the 10.1. We'll just say 10.1. So I don't have to keep saying 10.091 the $10.1 million base value of the, this tag deal. It's not in addition to it. They're just giving him 2 million bucks up front and then minusing that from what he's going to get from his weekly salary. I guess he wanted 2 million bucks up front. Maybe he wants to go, maybe he's got some home improvement stuff to do. He's, maybe he's redoing his basement like I am. So um, it doesn't cost 2 million by the way, but it feels like it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, the 2 million signing bonus, just to be clear. Um, that that's that's what that is. That's not in addition to anything. So he's getting two million in a signing bonus, and that leaves eight point one million to be doled out in salary throughout the year, uh, every you know, in eighteen installments, and then and then these incentives, a million dollars in incentives, which are not even going to come into play until um, really the end of the year, unless he unless he blows up and hits some of these, you know, in say November. Um, but yeah. That's Saquon Barkley has got a big hill to climb here, man. Right? Yeah, I mean, I guess you know the 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 other way to look at it though is that this is great news for for the Giants, as you wrote oh, your your column really? It's great news for the Giants. It's great news for Brian Dable. Uh, I'm sure Joe Shane will sleep better tonight than he did last night. Um, so you know they, they now don't have the the sideshow 
of Saquon Barkley to deal with in training camp. They're going to they're going to show up and they can focus entirely on getting ready for the 2023 season. Yep. I mean, this is, you know, I, I wrote the headline for the my columns when he was Saquon Barkley caved, and that's great news for him and the Giants. And it is great news for him because there was nothing he was going to get out of not caving, right? Out of like being, you know, I guess for lack of a better phrase, holding out, being staging a protest, staying away and digging in his heels. There was nothing left to gain. The, the, the ship had sailed. It was over. Like he had to capitulate here. And uh, he could only, maybe he could just, maybe there would, there would be nothing to gain and he would stay status quo. Or if he skipped a lot of camp and preseason, he would come into the season not fresh, potential soft tissue injury, We've you know, what like all the things we said. So it's good for him, right? I mean, like there was never going to be any other alternative here. So either was going to be do this now or do this at the end of August and show up week one having not done a camp, you know, again, he was never skipping a game. He was not going to skip games. Um, and it's obviously great for the giants because they're having their whole team intact. Um, and this is, uh, we mentioned yesterday talking about the distraction for Brian Dable have, this is as big a soap opera, but now entering year two, that's not the case. So, um, he handled things well last year and now he's got a, a really good situation this year. Brian Dable does with a, with a guy who's coming in. Um, now happy is he, is Saquon Barkley happy? Um, no, I mean, probably not totally. Um, but again, he could have prevented this. He could have prevented this. That that will be an interesting thing to see here. Like we know what Saquon's been like, uh, you know, well, you you know, better than I do. Last year was my first year on the beat, but you know, Saquon was a guy who was in front of his locker. Uh, I talked after every game, uh, you know, he, he was approachable. Um, you know, a lot of superstars in this league are not approachable, but he, he's, he's an approachable guy. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Saquon is the same exact guy, um, or if you can tell that there's some unhappiness, um, lingering because of, because of what he went through this off season. You know, I will say, you know, at least with, so with his teammates, which, uh, I'm sure that that'll be they'll, they'll they'll all rally around him. You know, this will be viewed well, and obviously, even him staying away, the guys were framing it. Xavier McKinney as, "Oh, we'd be cool with that," because players. I mean, I believe that because they they are on the player's side. Players are on the player's side. You know, they they want they don't want to see a guy get not not get paid. Um, again, not that that was a possibility with the holdout. Anyway, he was not going to get paid. So, I will say that you know, I don't think that he'll be a locker room distraction or whatever in terms of the, the within the circle of the players like in terms of dealing with us i think that this will be a situation where tomorrow he will where the giants do not have media access today on training camp report day sometimes teams do that the giants don't this year tomorrow they practice for the first time i would think he'll be there um you know it's a light practice i think he'd participate and he'll probably you know i would guess obviously he's going to talk right and so he'll probably say like this is this is the only time i'm going to talk about this contract stuff um and just put it all the answer or face all the questions right and uh, try to put it all the rest and say like you know from here on out i'm only talking about football i think that's how he'll handle it um and you know whether he's grumpy or not will depend on how he plays and how they play um which is no different than most years i think but uh just like last year say he say he was struggling and they were struggling he then at that point he was staring down 
the possibility of like stepping into free agency and then like say they stunk last year and he stunk. You know, he would he would be floating out there in free agency getting nothing this year. Um but I think he would, he would have probably got a Miles Sanders type deal. You know, maybe less. I don't know. Because Miles Sanders actually had a really good year last year. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, with, with the, the unfortunate reality for Saquon Barkley and, and these running backs, especially first round running backs, the best time to get your deal is after uh, is after year three. Right. So like Ezekiel Elliott, he got he was drafted in, as a first round pick, obviously, in 2016. Right. So he played three years um, and then they then he signed his contract uh, leading into the leading into the fourth year or as early as he could sign it, right? The earliest possible juncture. That's the way to do it. Get your money early. Now he, everyone panned the contract, but the guy got paid. Like He got his money. Um, But, but he's also an example of why you don't, don't pay the running back because he's still a good player, but he's, you know, you just, you you watch the yards per average goes from 5.1, to 4.7, to 4.5, to 4, to last year was 3.8. And, you know, a 1,000-yard rusher in, in three of his first four seasons, but down to 876 last season. You know, it just, uh, you know, the wear and tear, it's there. It's it's, it's very real. Um, you know, and no, and, no, and no position really has to deal with that as much as, as running back because they're, you know, their job is to crash into people. So at a higher rate of speed than others. Yeah. And with Barkley, like, even though uh, he, he would, if, so he obviously had a great rookie year. He had a pretty good second year, even though he was dealing with that, I think high angle sprain. Right. Um, it all changed for him in week two in right Chicago when he tore up his knee in 2020, the start of his third year. That's when every, that's when the worm turned for him. And that's when that really just forever derailed his earning power for the rest of his career, because Say he had a really good year in 2020. Um, he'd be eligible for a contract. He'd be able to like kind of do what Bar- what is Elliot did and kind of push a little bit and like hold out or whatever. Uh, and you know what? Dave Gettleman would have given him a big contract. He would have gotten paid in a big way after 2020. Because remember, Dave Gettleman didn't get fired until after uh, 2021. Right. And they they would have they big, big contract leading into the 2021 season, leading into year four, if he had stayed healthy in 2020 in year three. Uh, and that was the time. But unfortunately, he did get hurt uh, really through no fault of his own two games into the 2020 season. And that was really that. That was that. I mean, that that forever derailed his on-field earning power um, and put them in a position where they could go fifth-year option, make him play in the fifth-year option because of durability tag maybe another tag and before you know it he's pushing 30 and um so from that perspective you you kind of feel bad for him because uh he missed the train to get the money because back then guys were you know i don't think leading into the 2021 season there was as much of a oh wow elliot elliot flopped or elliot failed because he had been what through two years of his deal at that point um and maybe yeah, I'm sure Gettleman would have paid him because he drafted him second overall. So, yeah, we're just just from that perspective, unfortunate for Saquon Barkley um, that that he wasn't able to to get to cash in when he could have. But again, he could have he could have seized twenty six million dollars for twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four, which would have been what he's made thirty eight. He could have gotten twenty six. 
38 through five years and then 26 for the next two. I mean, that's a big boost. Uh, but now here he is with this revised contract, which ultimately, folks, is not much different than the actual tag. It's not, but it, but it got him into training camp. And that's what matters. <laughs> yep. Yep. It, it, the, average so, fan, the average fan, that's what matters is that, you know what, Saquon's going to be there. The Giants are going to start in 40, 46 days and their team is going to be intact. Uh, you know, d- depending on on who makes it through training camp healthy and all that. Yep. Yep. And I think, you know, Giants fans are going to, they don't have to worry about say, oh, he's missed camp. Is he going to be ready? Nope. He comes in. He's obviously in great shape. He takes care of his body and, um, and he's going to hit the ground running in camp. And, you know, and anything that happens durability wise or whatever, it's not like you can blame it on him skipping camp. It's just, that would just be an unfortunate break. Um, and let's just see here if he can replicate what he did last year and if the giants can. So that that's where we'll leave it. And we will, um, we'll talk obviously more big picture, you know, in our next podcast, uh, you know, we'll get some training camp practices under our belt here and, uh, we'll have a chance to kind of step back, look at where the team is, talk about more than just Saquon Barkley, talk about expectations and position battles and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to like, rate, review, subscribe on your podcasting platforms. And um, thanks for tuning in for a second straight day with a little bit of redundancy here, but hopefully we kind of help pitch this whole soap opera forward now that the soap opera is, for now, for now, closed uh we could be revisiting the situation again next offseason but it's football time now and from here here on out we'll be talking you know football and how guys look and certainly a whole lot less about tags and guaranteed money so appreciate everybody uh enjoy the rest of your day here on tuesday and then yeah tomorrow training camp wednesday i'm not sure if it's open to the public i think it probably is it is Uh, yeah so if you're going out there it's going to be hot hydrate all that good stuff all right talk to you all soon take care